Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Are you looking for a new adventure? Did you ever want to visit the city where all your nightmares reside? Well, you're in luck. Join us, your tour guides, Christine and Jen, to visit Nopeville, where you will be personally escorted on an all-inclusive trip through the city and see all possibilities of terror and fright. You'll see all sorts of things on your tours, including, but definitely not limited to, the paranormal, true crime, the supernatural, and more. If you're into all that and enjoy a little dark humor, book your tour today and nope right along with us. Check us out on our website at nopevillepodcast.com to see where you can listen to Nopeville today. Welcome to spooky season. There we go. This is the first time we've recorded in your living room. This is why I have dog hair in my mouth. (laughs) Don't bully my breed. Hi, Allie. Hey, Celeste. Hi. How goes it? It goes well. I love your tagline. I I now need a shirt. <laughs> We're just gonna, how goes it? And then on the back in like the little letters that like vibrate because it's a song clearly like, it goes well. There we go. I love this plan. <laughs> hey, it's the uh, first episode of October. Hello. Hello, October. Welcome to spooky season. Spooky. You want to give an overview of what our uh, intentions are? So spooky season is going to be taboo culture that is a little bit more specifically geared toward like spooky shit, right? The occult, because we wanted to cover some taboo topics that are contained in spookiness and really bring them to the surface and we thought what better time to do it than october agreed we have some amazing episodes oh i'm so excited i'm so excited about them i know uh one of the things we wanted to touch on today too was thanking everyone for all the support in our first month of recording you guys are amazing so amazing thank you guys so much we we absolutely don't even have words for how much we appreciate your support and everybody's reviews and shares and comments and it's seriously we're just like beside ourselves we we really just started this for fun and to see the feedback from you guys has been just amazing so thank you guys so much seriously from the bottom of our hearts thank you we especially appreciate hearing about how some of you can relate and appreciate the fact that certain topics are being brought up that was pretty much the goal of our podcast to normalize conversation around certain things and to make people less afraid to discuss it right exactly even if it's just with us I also really appreciate a lot of you have come to us talking about how much you enjoyed just the conversation, but also would like to hear us talk about something that you think is taboo. And we love that. Like we have so many ideas for taboo things, but there are a lot of things that we don't experience that other people do. And we really appreciate you guys bringing them to us and giving us your feedback as far as ideas and topics you'd like to hear us talk about. So Please don't ever stop doing that. Like, even if we've already covered an episode, there's likely going to be another branch of it. And just really seriously, we love hearing what you guys want to hear us talk about. So thank you so much for doing that. We love you guys. We do. It's true. So so I know every time I think about Spooky Season, I think of the Twilight Zone theme song. How does that go? (laughs) I literally could not think of it. I had to stop and think because I always get doobie doobie doo stuck in my head. Scooby dooby doo. Also a spooky season theme song, maybe. Agreed. We should have like our own soundtrack of just the music that we do. Like you and I do. Yeah, this is a great idea. I love it. 
I don't want to give anybody nightmares. Maybe someday when we have a Patreon page. Oh my gosh. I'm already sorry. (laughs) Allie's like, don't subscribe to our Patreon. (laughs) If the way I sing our Tiny Taboos intro is any indication, all of our Patreons. Patreons? Patrons? Lovely people would quit. I love the way you do the Tiny Taboos, though. Like, it's my favorite. It is. So what are we drinking today? Oh my God, you're psychic. I literally was just like, <laughs> we did not bring it up last time. Um, we sucked really bad at bringing it up last time. We were so excited to talk about growing up gay and also to do the porn versus reality. And I recall what we were drinking, if that's important for you guys. I know we had one listener comment about how the porn versus reality episode would have been an 11 out of 10 had we talked about what we were drinking. Agreed. Especially seeing what you were drinking the name of it was very relevant. I was drinking a New Glarus Two Women, which is our favorite. <laughs> That's our favorite New Glarus product next to a Moon Man. You know, I just don't understand how New Glarus hasn't found us yet with how much we talk about them and how much we praise them. And really, seriously, they should just be signing our checks. There we go. I love this plan. New Glarus, get your life together, please. <laughs> so I just reached into whatever was in the fridge and it's nothing super interesting. I'm just drinking a Truly Lemonade. You know, and they're delicious. I really like them. They're, they are. I appreciate that it's thirst quenching and also considering that it's like 10, 15 in the morning, we're not really drinking right now. Agreed. Although now that, we still sound like we have a yeah, problem. Yeah, that was such a Wisconsin statement. Whoops. Hey, more to come on that one day, maybe. Real. Welcome. So you want to hear hear what we're talking about today? I would absolutely love to. Let us christen spooky season. What are we talking about today? People eating people. (gasps) A.K.A. cannibalism. A.K.A. cannibalism. Oh my gosh. So, uh, obviously a quick disclaimer here. Taboos does not condone the eating of people. Please do not. Don't eat people. Yeah. I mean. Well. Don't eat the flesh of people. And now we just lost everybody because we specifically mentioned eating flesh. I mean, last week we were specifically talking about eating other things. That's true. So I'm just differentiating for our listeners. Last week, what we were discussing about eating is okay. This week, what we're discussing about eating is not okay. Agreed. So don't do it. There's our disclaimer. Yep. (laughs) All right. Let's let, I don't know a whole lot about cannibalism. So I am so excited for all of your facts and history and statistics. I'm kind of happy that you don't know a lot about cannibalism. I really don't. I I know. It's really impressive, I'm sure. So cannibalism is very common in the animal kingdom, recorded in more than 1,500 species. It is mostly prevalent in aquatic ecosystems. Approximately 90% of organisms within that ecosystem cannibalize. Hmm. That's really interesting to me. And I guess especially because I feel like fish eating fish mm-hmm. yeah. w- what else would they eat though uh plankton that's all i got <laughs> but isn't that also like a living organism well yeah but not the same that's fair hey uh did you know that vegetarians who eat fish are called pescatarians like if you're a vegetarian but you substitute having protein in your diet via the way of eating fish it's called a pescatarian okay so they are a vegetarian but they also include fish therefore they are a pescatarian. Mm-hmm. Isn't that a fun word? It is. It makes your mouth feel like it's on a tilt-a-whirl. Reminds me of a uh, presbyterian. It's not the same. Also not as fun to say. It's not, but at least I didn't say presbyterian. Yeah. Uh, I learned this fact from TJ Miller. Shout out to TJ Miller, the comedian. Um, he's in Deadpool. He's in Dra- How to Train Your Dragon. He's in Deadpool? Fuck yeah, he's the bartender. He's Wade. Oh my god, I never realized that. Yes. Oh my god. So he's so funny. I have seen him live and he is literally one of the nicest dudes I've ever met. And to open up this stand-up, he made a joke about his wife being pescatarian and I mean, he fully supports her and loves her and she's amazing and beautiful but uh she also was the punchline of his joke i don't recall that punchline but i remember very specifically the word pescatarian because i just like the way that it feels in my mouth when i say it yep (laughs) now i feel like i want to do like a dora the explorer moment where i'm like can you say pescatarian oh god (laughs) so one of the uh forms of cannibalism that you might be more familiar with is sexual cannibalism i'm i'm sorry what uh, well, have you heard the instance of praying mantises? No. Okay, then. Uh, 
Say more things. More things. The praying mantis and, for instance, also the black widow, they sometimes cannibalize their partners after having sex with them. I I don't understand. I don't... Why would you do that? Well, they're not 100% certain as to why, but scientists believe that it is part of mate selection and eliminating the weaker of the species. But you've already mated with the weaker of the species? Yeah, I have no idea. So then do they just roll over and like, oh, honey, that was so good. Apparently. I feel like that would be rough. You know, you got to wonder if the males are aware that they are about to be ended. Do they know they're going to die? I have no like, idea. Also, I really just want to, I just want to know why they do this. Like, like, there's no logical explanation there of how you just procreated with the weak, but now you're going to eliminate the weak. Like, you just, pro- like, the genetics there just don't make sense. So really what I'm taking away from this is that we need to have a special guest episode with some spiders and some praying mantis. You can definitely have that episode by yourself that'll be like a skype call i don't really want them in my house neither do i thank you you're welcome i appreciate you taking that for the team because i just don't want to be involved in that interview at all so the word cannibalism is derived from the word cannibalas which is the name the spanish gave to the people from the island carib of the lesser antilles so the interesting thing that i found here was supposedly this tribe participated in cannibalism however it's in debate whether or not that's true because essentially christopher columbus fuck that guy fuck that guy was told go talk to these people and make friends with them. They're supposed to be nice, but if if they eat people, disseminate them. So he really like he like lied on their name. He like made this enemy out of these strangers, literally just to like fearmonger. Pretty much, from my understanding, I said disseminate. I meant decimate. <laughs> God. High five for correcting it. I just we just make up words. <laughs> Welcome to taboos. Yeah, so I'm super interested as to whether that was something that was created and propagated by the Spanish to give them a reason to go and take over annihilate people. Yeah, exactly. Because there is no, as far as I could find in my research, there's no solid proof that there was, it was a ritualistic Like cannibalism was actually here. Yeah. Like we're pretty sure he just pulled it out of his ass to, to, like I said, do fear mongering, controlling shit. If you guys haven't picked up the tone here, we're not big fans of Christopher Columbus, um, but that's not what this episode is about. Stay tuned. More coming. (laughs) Just, just know, fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. So in ancient China, human bits would also appear on imperial menu. Oh. Yes. So essentially the highest class in China would feast on the organs of their conquered. You know, though, I guess better their enemies than like the people of their own village, right? Because I think about being a ruler. I'm trying to just put myself there for just a second. I think about being a ruler, an emperor, and who who would I, who would my community suffer from missing the least? Like, so then you think about like the poor people in that. Mm -hmm. community right which is terrible and terrible terrible but like if you're gonna eat somebody you're gonna eat somebody who isn't going to be missed from your community like you don't you don't need that person and then i think about the poor having like bad health and they don't have access to the same like nutritional diet and whatever so then not only are you eating someone you're eating like the mcdonald's version of someone well i think that in instances like this it wasn't really about from within their own community it was of their enemies and another note on that i don't think that people who devour people are really concerned about their overall health i mean like in all the things that i've ever experienced based around cannibalism and all the things I've ever seen, like, it is important just as cannibal. In 2013, there was actually a discovery that there had been cannibalism in colonial Jamestown during a particularly hard winter. Like, where people died from the winter? So, they couldn't exactly tell. They found a female skull, and if I remember right, the age was around 12 or 13, (sighs) that had teeth marks on it. I don't think they could tell whether or not she was already dead or if they killed her but i found it interesting that there is examples of it within america's roots i hate i hate that whole story i hope that she died peacefully in her sleep and then they all wept before they were like we'll go with that narrative for your i just that makes me so sad so one of the main biological drawbacks of it obviously is that eating the flesh of humans can cause or transfer neurodegenerative disorders otherwise known as kuru kuru that's a fun word it is one example that i was reading on specifically in this is related to a tribe in papua new guinea i don't know how to pronounce this i couldn't find 
proper pronunciation, and I don't know what Let's the pronunciation it. things Let, in wanna, I want to hear what you got. Let's hear it. So it's spelled F-O-R-E, so I'm guessing the foray people. Hmm. So we're going to go with that. Okay. I mean, it could just be four, like... It could. Or I feel like that's how you spell that. That is, yeah. So I'm not arguing with you about the pronunciation of the tribe name. I'm just going to stick with 4A because I like saying it more. Cheers to that. Excellent. I support you. They are recorded as having ate the bodies of relatives to cleanse their spirits as late as the 1950s. What? Yeah. Thousands of the 4A contracted Karoo and died. However, some have developed a genetic mutation that protects them from the that transmit the disease which, which i found super interesting that is really interesting actually you know what that reminds me of unrelated but related did you know that it is a genetic mutation to not be lactose intolerant like to be lactose intolerant is normal yeah so humans were not supposed to be able to digest dairy it is something that through evolution our bodies have literally just been conditioned to do but people who are lactose intolerant they don't have that genetic modifier, so they're normal. Yeah, that makes sense. So interesting, like that's the same concept with, mm-hmm. with you know, but like eating people. There's a similar similar statistic in wisdom teeth. Oh. Yeah, a lot of people, I shouldn't say a lot of people, I don't know what percentage of it, um, nowadays are born without wisdom teeth because we no longer need them. And they just stop growing because we take them out anyway. They don't stop growing. I mean, through evolution. Oh, I get what you're saying. I actually don't know what causes, like what the trigger is or what the genetic trigger is but yeah. i just just something i thought was very that is really interesting i also know that um other genetic mutations that fall in the same vein are winking being able to wink is a genetic mutation being able to wink with both eyes is a genetic mutation um any form of tongue rolling that you can do like if you can turn your tongue into a hot dog or a tostito chip or i, I have like seven seven things i can do with my tongue so i'm clearly a genetically mutated little fucking ninja turtle <laughs> little ninja turtle <laughs> so yeah i just thought the fact that their bodies were mutating to or adapting rather whichever way you want to look at it to be able to eat people yeah not have the negative effect of eating people i thought that was super cool it's just i mean very cool and very fucking disturbing so when you think of cannibalism what comes to mind like what examples come to mind for you um silence of the lambs Hannibal the show which was so good third season got fucking weird but seasons one and two are so good I love that the first two examples are Hannibal they're different types of Hannibal though but it's Hannibal and Hannibal I know and then also um Anthony Hopkins oh my god get out of here (laughs) I don't okay but in all seriousness actually the other place as I'm like running through Hannibal related examples of where I can reference this culture. Um, I actually have also seen recently some interesting and disturbing pop culture references to cannibalism. Like what? Like a tweet from Katy Perry and from Chrissy Teigen as part of like the Pizzagate oh, yeah. concept, which that's not what this episode is about, but that's also my point of reference where I went. Oh, I am not familiar with what those tweets were, but stay tuned. Okay then. <laughs> what references do you have? I'm very curious. Well, I was I was just thinking about random examples of it and Hansel and Gretel. <gasps> yeah, oh. but it's weird because you don't really think, oh yeah, the witch eats people. I mean, she does. She eats people, but we're more concerned about the kids getting away than the fact that the witch is eating everybody. You're not wrong. And it depends on the version of the story that you were raised with. I was raised with the Grim Brother version, which the children get eaten. But then also That's true. My mother, who is good and sensitive <laughs> and sensitive, she raised me on the story that the lumberjack comes and lights the gingerbread house on fire and saves the children but you're right the the moral of that story is that the children laid the trail of breadcrumbs the lumberjack found them and saved them nobody gave a fuck that the witch was eating children oh and see the weird thing is the version of the story i grew up knowing even though i had grimm's fairy tales yeah. was that the children booted the witch into the oven and she burned up so oh, which like great either way yeah and 
and there's like a slight Holocaust reference there. Nobody ever talked about. That's cool. I don't know when all these were written, if it was before or after. Hmm, I'm intrigued. Well, and not only that, speaking of evolution, how the different evolutions of the story have happened, right? And I guarantee you that as we grow to have listeners all over the world, shout out to all of our over the world listeners, if there are different versions of that story, like culturally, mm-hmm. and maybe our version of the story, people are like, she fucking ate the children like that's not how it works in other stories i don't know hey ck if you're listening and want to chime in on this feel free we would love to hear from you so another one that came to mind whose history i'm fascinated with but it never clicked as duh that's cannibalism was elizabeth bathory i I, please say more things the blood countess no oh okay so she was known for essentially murdering supposedly hundreds of her handmaidens and essentially poor women throughout her reign of terror kingdom yeah also that works <laughs> and she would bathe in their blood and oh. really you've not heard of her oh really? i'm absolutely mind blown right now yeah she's crazy so she actually had i wish everybody could see my face right this second like i feel how disgusted my face looks so speculation was that she had seizures growing up and that medicine at the time taught that consuming the blood of someone that didn't have seizures, pretty sure it was seizures, would help heal them or keep them away. So she was raised drinking people's blood and all that jazz. And it's, it's a whole thing. But essentially, she killed a lot of people, bathed in their blood. Sometimes she bit their boobs. I, she wasn't a good person. I hate all Zero of this Zero ten would not recommend as a friend. <laughs> Her Yelp review sucks. <laughs> This was the worst party ever. (laughs) Immediately throw away all invitations. So you already brought up Hannibal Lecter as my man. One of the most common ones. Man, Anthony Hopkins just does so good in that role. He does. And you know what? I have such a admiration for Anthony Hopkins. And I thought you were about to say for Hannibal. I was gonna say, all right, maybe this podcast is actually over. You're you're judging me and I don't appreciate it. I have such an admiration for Anthony Hopkins in his role of Hannibal, but also like I'm convinced he would be... Sometimes we play this game. I'm going to enlighten our listeners on a game that we play. Sometimes we play this game about if you could pick your celebrity family, who would you have in your celebrity family? Like mm-hmm. I am building my family tree out of celebrities. I really want Anthony Hopkins to be my grandpa. I think he'd be such a good grandpa. I want Patrick Stewart. And you are entitled to have him. Heck yeah. You are. But I think Anthony Hopkins would be such a good grandpa because he's so weird and twisted and dark, but he's like so sweet and nice and good at the same time. And I just, I think he'd be a great grandpa. I really do. So I have an appreciation for him in for that reason. And also he's an incredible actor. I agree. And I love his voice. His voice is so specific and I just really, he, I he's such a trip. Are you just going to go write him a love letter now? I'm going to ask him to adapt me. Excellent. I love this plan. (laughs) Did you know that the hello Clarice line is not real? Everyone misquotes it. No, tell me more. It's good evening, Clarice. Oh. Yeah. Because he's a true gentleman, so it would be said that way. Watch me completely get that fact wrong, too. (laughs) Watch me fuck it all up. This is really what the podcast is, just (laughs) revealing how wrong Ellie is on 90% of what comes out of her mouth. There's a lot of trapezoids involved. (laughs) We're going to have our one year anniversary episode about geometry. Oh my God, we should really just have outtakes. (laughs) I delete most of them. Oh shit. I know. I thought about it. Maybe I'll start saving them. So one of the more common recent examples would be the Donner Party. I don't know. Do you even history, bro? No. Okay. Listen, I fuck with Nat Geo. I can Nat Geo for fucking days. History. Mm. So to enlighten you, the Donner Party was a group or part of a group of colonialists that had decided to move from the Midwest. I think it was Ohio. I could be probably wrong there too. (laughs) To go to California. And they followed a path that wasn't well tread at the suggestion of somebody that left before they even got to where they were going to meet him up with as a guide. Okay. So he didn't wait. He was like, peace out. They tried to follow him. Weather got shitty and they got stuck in the Sierra Nevada mountain range for months and ended up resorting to cannibalism to Mm. survive. So that's that. I hate all of that. 
with the exception of I do find cannibalism slightly more acceptable under the premise of our survival depended on it. That's actually something I have a question on. Okay. Should should you ask your question now? I have one more example that ties into that. So one of the more recent ones, I wish I'd written down the year, I don't know why I did, but was the, wow, this word, Europe, mm, okay. Uruguayan? Dear God, somebody help me. I think you did great. Round of applause, baby. Yeah, we're just going to go with that. Uruguayan Air Force Flight 571, which crashed into a mountainside. And in order to survive, the rugby team that was on it had to consume some of their relatives and teammates. Oh, that's horrible. Yeah, I couldn't imagine. Oh my God, that's so sad. So one of the things that that brought to mind for me was... I find it interesting that it's not okay. It's still not okay. No. But we are more willing to be sympathetic towards cannibalism as a resort of survival Mm -hmm. than we are as part of a tribal culture. You're right. And now I'm ashamed of myself. I'm ashamed of myself to an extent for not looking at it that way and for disrespecting the fact that it is somebody's culture. However, my humanity refuses to allow me to accept that it could be a cultural practice because I can't I cannot imagine as a society looking around and being like, oh, Brian looks like he'd make a good lunch today. Like, I I, I don't, I can't go there. Mm-hmm. But in the emergency situations, in a survival situation, I'm still not okay with it. Like, I, it still doesn't make me feel good. Mm-hmm. But I can't say, I can't say, I would die. I would just die. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to bring myself to do it, to consume another human. Like, I could not. But I do agree with you that there is less stigma to it in the concept of I did it for survival. Mm-hmm. But why? Well, side note, I think I would do it if it meant getting back to Moose and Nick and you guys and everybody that I love. Hi, I'm weird. But in all reality, I would do whatever it takes to get back to the people I love. I know, and you're not wrong. I wouldn't feel good about it. I, I recognize that, and you're dead inside, so maybe mm-hmm. that's like why it's so easy for you to identify. Maybe I would, but fuck, it would take so much desperation oh, yeah. for me to get to that point. It would definitely be a last resort. It would be like I am on day seven of no options. I would definitely not be like, hey, yeah, uh, I, just, I just really don't feel like going to look for deer or rabbits or anything. But Brian over there isn't looking <laughs> so hot, so... Brian's on his last leg, so yeah. I'm going to just munch on that. So part of the other interesting aspect of it for me, and you said you feel ashamed. I don't think you should feel ashamed. I mean, it's part of your humanity and our culture to not accept that practice. But one of the things I discovered is I haven't really spoken to tribes that practice it because there were so many examples across the world and across all of time. Mm-hmm where it was a common part of culture that it was too much, too much to reference. Sure. But a lot of the theme of that practice is the fact that they essentially take in that deceased person's soul and they are deceased, whether it is by war or natural causes, and they consume that person's soul through consumption of their flesh. And in that, the person lives on and their attributes live on through them. So I think that that's a really huge distinguishing call out, okay? And this did not occur to me until you said these words. In my very limited experience with cannibalism, (laughs) Thank God for that. In my immensely sheltered experience with cannibalism, I have only ever correlated cannibalism with survival or murder, okay? Mm -hmm. So for you to say that of these people did die of natural causes or they they died, like they died, but they were not murdered. Mm -hmm. I do know that there is a correlation also with cultural cannibalism and also sacrificial cannibalism. Mm -hmm. There is a correlation there. However, that is my presumed correlation that I make myself. So what you're saying really is fascinating to me and also broadens that horizon for me. I still don't align with it. I'm still not going to be like, hey, can you fry up some Brian for me? Because I need I'm hungry. I'm good there. But it actually does make me take a step back and think, to your point, if this is like an embodiment thing, if this is like an honor to be, in a sense, reincarnated, Mm -hmm. like to have your body serve 
a purpose and also in like a very animalistic way like circle of life moment shout out to Mufasa like I have never considered the positive side of that culture Mm -hmm. I have only ever correlated it to cannibalism equals murder or cannibalism equals I'm trapped on Mount Everest and going to die yeah in my research I didn't find any where the victims were still alive i mean it could be but primarily it was done because of the belief that they consume the soul so Hmm. the example that i have um that i know about is like i said earlier albinism and cannibalism having a direct correlation in certain countries in the world i believe one of them is tanzania i could be super wrong about that uh but there's actually an episode about it in and that's why we drink Mm -hmm. shout out to christine and m thank you thank you so much for being the inspiration for us to put our own little podcast together and i'm so proud of our podcast so we really are just sending you big hugs and thank yous but in an episode of and that's why we drink they specifically talk about cannibalism and albinism together and in that country and in that culture people who have albinism are directly targeted because they're foreseen as this sacred thing yeah almost like it's a mystic quality yeah and they so in the education that em and christine shared with listeners is that that being albino is just as valuable as the ivory from an elephant's tusks yeah. or the horn of Rhyhorn is a Pokemon. It- Rhinoceros. <laughs> I was so going to say Rhyhorn and I was like, that's not right. A rhinoceros. Like, the black members of that community equate albino people who are still black people. They just don't have pigmentation the same way. They regard them in that quality of ivory. Yeah. And it's rare. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of horrible fucking shit that happens to albino people in those cultures because they're seen as this, like, godly creation, which I'm not saying they're not, but, like, they're not a precious substance yeah they're still human ingesting them doesn't give you superpowers correct raping them does not cure you of aids yeah like that's a real part of the belief there and Mm -hmm. that i'm not okay with and it it just kind of shows how certain beliefs are sometimes a result of a lack of science and fear Mm -hmm. yeah but uh, that's probably something for a whole other day so (laughs) repping wisconsin (laughs) we have jeffrey dahmer I'm not going to dig into him. I think we should a little bit. I didn't write anything down. So if you want to go ahead. I'm going to. I think we should. So Jeffrey Dahmer actually is from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Shout out to MKE. You know, I looked up a picture of him because everyone was like, he was so attractive photographer. And I was like, oh, okay. I disagree (laughs) with this statement. You know, I don't even know what he looks like. I'm looking it up right now. Oh, he's not attractive. Not in my book. You know, though, maybe for the time because he's got blonde hair like he doesn't look threatening he's very brady bunch he is very brady bunch that's a good way to say it and at the time he was at large brady bunch was that Mm. was an iconic figure right in our country so he's not ugly he is because i know what he is like he's ugly because maybe that's it too maybe he's ugly because we know what he is. Looking at him purely aesthetically, he's not ugly. He's not attractive. He's not threatening, though. Like, he does not look like he eats people. Yeah, so that's to a point, though. Serial killers or killers in general that eat people, obviously, uh, much less common. But uh, it kind of brings to mind one of the questions that I had thought Can we finish of. thoughts on him first, though? Sure, like what? What are your thoughts? I was just going to share some just just okay. thoughts, but I was looking them up while we were okay. talking about his appearance. He looks like Dexter. He does look a little bit like Dexter, like old school Dexter, like OG Dexter, but Dexter didn't eat anybody. Some blatant facts on Jeffrey Dahmer, born May 21st, 1960 in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Shout out to Andrew, our sweet little Andrew. They have the same birthday. <laughs> oh God, I'm so sorry. Uh, I think that's fun. He died November 28th, 1994 at Thank Columbia God. Correctional Institute in Portage, Wisconsin. So he really stayed here mm-hmm. like his whole life. That's just an embarrassing shit stain on the underwear that is Wisconsin. He <laughs> I had... personally like it here, but okay. 
There are some issues, but I like it here. It's not the worst, but it's not the best. Uh, he had 17 victims, most of which were men and boys. According to the lineup.com, Dahmer was apprehended in his Milwaukee apartment in 1991. He was dubbed the Milwaukee Cannibal. He does remain one of the most infamous serial killers of all time. He was not just a murderer. He was a rapist, a necrophiliac, a cannibal, and he was an obsessive preserver of human body parts yep you know i actually i read an article one time about a boy who had escaped jeffrey dahmer Mm -hmm. i know who you're talking about (sighs) yeah i'm gonna find his name because he deserves his name to be said on the morning of may 27th 1991 dahmer left a drugged and unconscious boy named conorak in his apartment while he went to a local store to buy beer miraculously the young boy escaped dahmer's apartment and made his way into the streets of milwaukee where he was seen by sandra smith and nicole childress the sad thing about this story which is not in the information that I'm looking at. But the sad thing about this story is that Sandra and Nicole contacted local authorities. Shout out to Milwaukee PD. And uh, they actually returned him to Jeffrey Dahmer, where Jeffrey then murdered him. Yeah, so part of the reason for that was Jeffrey Dahmer had actually drilled a hole in his brain and poured acid in it. Mm. So he couldn't communicate properly. Mm. He was also, if I remember right, he was black and he was not he looks of some sort of philippine descent you know what though i think you're right nicole and sandra were black and that's why the police didn't well yeah it was part that and it was part a race thing and part oh well we don't understand the gay community so so who are we to to intervene in this white man and his affairs yep so um spinning off of serial killers and their weird behaviors though what about if a victim has located what are your thoughts on that? Uh, where I say you may eat my flesh? Yep. I have no interest in saying that. So the reason I'm bringing that up is because there is an example of it. Armin Muez, I believe, was a German computer repair technician that had posted a Craigslist ad looking for somebody that wanted to be eaten. And there was someone that responded. His name was, yeah, Bernin Jürgen. <laughs> my dear God. Burn, burn, I cannot say this. <laughs> Burned Jurgen Armando Brandas. You, you guys. Did, you did so good. From Berlin. Hello, Burden. They made a videotape together that they recorded on the day that they met, basically saying he was agreeing to this. They amputated his penis after burden wow why is this such a hard name because it's an in our language it's not a name there's a lot of consonants together and so forms many. that i'm not used to and are, are we sure it's not bruden no it's b-e-r-n-d oh i thought it was with a Bur- b burdened burdened i have no idea anyways we english is our first language please anybody who is dying at how stupid we sound no we're sorry that's fine you can totally you can totally you can tweet me. us the correct pronunciation Allie would love that so i'm gonna just say his last name because i'm assuming it's brenda's probably isn't right either <laughs> probably just fucking it all up basically took a fuck ton of pills drank some alcohol they chopped off his dick fried it up ate some of it they ate it together i believe so i didn't i didn't take specific notes on this because i was uh a little perturbed by it rightfully so apparently he couldn't eat his own penis because it was too chewy yeah so on that note brandes ended up dying from blood loss surprise and armin was convicted but i thought it was an interesting thing i mean the fact that he consented to it i mean he consented to it so that takes away all of the criminality concept to it and it provides a whole new dynamic to the way that i look at it it i i still don't like it yeah i mean no but (laughs) i'm still not interested in chewy fried penis Mm, (laughs) hard pass like i'm I'm so not about it upcoming restaurant special (laughs) country fried chewy penis like i'm so um, hard pass please i'm really in the mood for a side of fries I really Uh, don't need any of that. But I do think that that, like I said, adds an interesting dynamic to it. The fact that dude was like, I'm really interested in you eating me. 
Yeah. That is that is so interesting. Psychologically, that is so interesting because mm-hmm. like what what are you let's just let's just for a second try it. Let's try. I literally cannot try this because psychologically I cannot get No, into no, I'm not saying the eating piece. I'm not saying psychologically let's be cannibals. I'm saying for just one second, psychologically, what are your options as you think about you volunteer for somebody else to eat your body parts? Like, is it this? Is it the thought of the tribes that we were discussing earlier, where it's like, then I live on because yeah, probably like, Something is that, like that what you would think? Is this like complex of like reincarnation complex or like serving a purpose complex? Mm-hmm. Those are really fucked up. Or is it some sort of fetish? Yeah, which, like I said, those are fucked up thought processes, but it doesn't illegitimize them. Yeah, agreed. Obviously, dude was willing to to chop but also like why his penis yeah. like why there are so many areas of the body that would provide mm-hmm. better meat i don't understand and the only reason i know that is from watching hannibal, hannibal. yeah yeah the sweet breads mm, so many just fucking just such a good show but so disturbing but i don't like the penis for lunch just sounds like not the best <laughs> idea i just glad we struck that off of our menu <laughs> Country fried chewy penis is a hard pass for this girl. (laughs) So can I super quick before I get too far off of that thought, though, I just have to say unrelated, but related. I actually think I know what texture this is. So have you ever had calamari that was not prepared correctly? Where the flavor, even if the flavor is okay, but the texture is like chewing on umbilical cord. Yep. I imagine that is what the texture was like. And then I'm like... (sighs) Andrew and I went out for sushi and I let him choose the random nigiri that we were going to eat. And he chose octopus. Yeah. I will never eat that again. You know, I really like octopus. I love calamari. I love calamari. This was uncooked. Oh. Yeah. With the little like... It was the texture of chewy penis. (laughs) At least you know that. You know that now. Like, we know we do not like the texture of country fried chewy penis. So it's not going to be on the menu of the Taboo's restaurant. I'm so glad. We should start a Taboo's restaurant. No, thank you. I love that idea. Let's just pass. (laughs) So, um, also, I just wanted to note that all of the research and articles I read were from National Geographic, Vox, and Wikipedia. Is Wikipedia a reliable source? Are we really citing? There was pretty thorough stuff on I'm not, Wikipedia. I'm not judging. I'm Listen, you Google air however you need to Google it because that's your superpower. I support some Wikipedia. So I had one other question for you, and then I have two examples that I thought were kind of interesting. That, might, so, that might piss people off. But. I'm so excited to bite into it. So what if this world... <laughs> I'm just ignoring you. (laughs) What if this world burned all of our natural resources like we are doing and it came down to people? That was not even a sly diss. That was like blatant (laughs) as fuck. I felt that from over here. Okay, so the question is, what if Trump continues to be in power? We have no resources and all that is left is people. Yeah, do you think there'll be a societal shift to where eating people will be acceptable because that's what we have left? All jokes aside, I actually do feel like that could be an option. Yeah, I agree. Which is horrifying to think about. If any of the Armageddon movies that we've seen have taught us anything, you know, Or if the Mayans were dyslexic and instead of 2021, they wrote 2012. I saw that meme. I loved it and it needed to have its place (laughs) in our episode. So this was perfect. But I mean, like I said, and like all jokes aside, like really seriously thinking about the position our country is in, the reign of power that our country is experiencing, the lack of accountability and control and fucks given for human life in our country. If that's really what it came to, Mm -hmm. I don't foresee that being a stretch yeah i agree and I th- we're not there no i want to be clear about that that's this is not tomorrow yeah i just think it's interesting that that line could be crossed and i think would yeah be. it's one of those dystopian futures that's not really that far away mm-hmm. kind of like unrelated but this is where my brain went how the handmaid's tale is a dystopian future but it is not that far away yeah as fertility rates decline as infant rates decline infant life rates are on the down low as death rates 
rise, Mm -hmm. especially because we're in a pandemic. Like there's a lot of factors in addition to, again, the power struggle of our country right now. Yep. Dystopian future, right? Which is fun to think about in a weird sadistic way until you really look at. Yeah. Fuck. Mm -hmm. Gilead is not that far away. Mm Mm-hmm. It's kind of already in the White House. That's scary. Yeah. So I had two additional thoughts. I want all your thoughts. That I thought was just kind of interesting. So one modern day example that I thought of, I do not mean to offend anybody, but this just came to mind, is there is a practice in recent years of eating the placenta. Oh, I guess, would that be considered a form of cannibalism? I mean, why wouldn't it? I don't know. (laughs) I really... I feel like, yes. This is like an out-of-body experience. I didn't... I have never... I have never considered that. I've never seen anybody that's opposed to it say, no, that's cannibalism. It's just basically, no, that's not what that's for. Yeah. And yet I have had brief conversations with some people and I know that there are firm believers of the natural healing powers and regenerative. What is the word I'm thinking of? Yeah, you're right. Regenerative? Mm -hmm. No, that's not a word. The rejuvenating aspects of a placenta being consumed. I also know that there are some indigenous cultures that less cannibalistically bury the placenta and there are some rituals because of that health factor to it and what good things it brings. But yeah, I've never considered that Scientology aspect of eating the placenta to be cannibalism because I kind of put it in its own weird little bucket of I am not interested in that. So I have never really considered it farther than that. So the other thought I had was in certain aspects of Christianity, the belief that the offering, the communal offering turns into the body and blood of Christ, aka the Eucharist. There's so many words there I didn't like, but I agree with that thought process because that is what they call it. Like they say, Mm -hmm. this is the body. And even though you're eating a stale vanilla wafer, it's the symbolism behind it. And yeah, then in a way, like you're promoting cannibalism. Mm -hmm. So that was just another... Via stale vanilla wafer. (laughs) And wine that turned into blood. I don't like it. But I just thought it was interesting. There are certain societal acceptances for this. And yet at the same time, as a member of society, I don't like it. That Like, I don't like it. Mm -hmm. I don't. And again, like, I'm not a vegetarian. I'm not... I'm not downing the eating and consumption of meat. I have issues with different levels of it, but I am not going to be the person to say I don't want a cheeseburger. Like, Mm -hmm. okay, I respect anybody who is vegan or vegetarian. I love animals. It's a very conflicting thing that I deal with, but I am not in a position that I can attribute a human body to be processed like an animal. And I don't know why. I don't know what that distinguishing thing for me is. I just can't do it. No, I totally get what you mean. Yeah. Also, I love meat and I'm never going to eat a human. I know. that That's kind of where I was going with that. Like, And yes, butchering is a disgusting process. Not even like because it's blood. Like it's a sad, pathetic, disgusting process. And we have gotten so far away from hunting for survival. And like to quote Little Dicky, we made it easier because we're humans. And that's like our God-given right to do that. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Pillow Talk. I just can't go there with humans. Yeah. So I don't know. What did you? learn here today um what will not be on our menu at our future restaurant that <laughs> we're, we're gonna not have gonna a have. future restaurant absolutely not i thought those questions were really interesting and that was what i was most excited about to hear your answers to those in your thought process yeah and i really appreciated your thought process and definitely like i will admit i have a different perspective on it now that i guarantee you i would have never had had we not had this conversation Mm -hmm. i still don't like it i'm still not in a position that i'm interested in that being a part of my life however i do understand and i appreciate the beauty of the cultures who are doing it in a commemorative way and in a respectful way and if that's part of the culture that you're raising and I can't imagine then not doing that. So I've never considered it that way. And that's what I want to call out that I learned here today. And I really appreciate that perspective that you brought to it. Because as I'm sitting here thinking, we're going to talk about cannibalism for our first spooky season episode. I'm sitting here like, we're going to talk about the terrible fucking parts of cannibalism. And really you flipped the script and you were the no, no, 
let's not talk about the terrible part of it. Let's talk about the good part of it. So I really appreciate because that's, that's normally me. my gig. I talk about the good part of eating people. I know. Normally the good part of things is my gig. So I appreciated that I got to take some time off today and you did it. So guys, that's all I had on the super fun topic of cannibalism. I think that's all I had to contribute also to today's taboo topic. I really enjoyed it, though, and like I said, thank you for sharing. Yeah, of course. I thought it was a fun kickoff to spooky season. I think it was the perfect kickoff to spooky season, and also now I'm very interested in our restaurant. And oh, dear God. I think we should have, like, what kind of restaurant? I Let's just use burgers, for example, because we don't know what kind of restaurant we're going to have yet, but, like, how cute would it be if we had different burgers that were called our different episodes? That is a cute idea. I know, right? Like, fuck haters and point your toes. Is I like... am never running anything food and beverage related, so have fun with this. <laughs> I'm just saying, let's let's try it. Oh, God. <laughs> so, well, we do not want your cannibal stories. We don't. We, we would like to hear your thoughts on it, though. Yeah, it would be super interesting if this brought any different thought processes or outlooks to you as far as cannibalism goes. Or if anybody has experience, all of our little worldly travelers out there, if anybody has experience with these cultures firsthand or has traveled or studied or, or whatever, like we would love to hear from you too. If you have more of that like first person experience with the tribes and cultures who believe in cannibalism, but like in a non-murdery way. Agreed. I would love to hear from you. You can reach us at taboospodcast at gmail.com or you can hit us up on our socials. Which is taboos the pod on Instagram and Twitter. We are just taboos on Facebook and those are our socials. Yep, they are. That was it. If you could <laughs> share the podcast with someone that you know that you think would enjoy it, we'd be grateful. As always, we want to continue the conversations. Who would enjoy maybe this topic, less so would enjoy country fried chewy penis. Oh, God. Like, those people maybe don't need to reach out to us. <laughs> Thanks for all the support, guys. We love you so we much. We do. We love you. Thank you so much for listening. We hope that you enjoyed the rest of our lineup for spooky season and as always. Do you? Be taboos. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.